Welcome to Geared for Growth. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, and welcome to this bonus series on the property investing journey from start to finish. Today, we're going to take a small step backwards and talk again about the importance of a property investing plan. My guest, Julie Crockett, is a buyer's agent and property investment expert, and she typically has a lot of advice for women who find themselves in a situation where they don't necessarily have the financial backing to be able to build a portfolio easily so a plan becomes even more important. It's a great listen for anyone irrespective of their income or their property investing plans or journey because a plan I think is the most important thing you can do in your property investing career. Here's Julie. Julie Crockett thank you for joining me back on Geared for Growth. Oh it's great to be back Mike. It's been a little while, but you definitely were on the list for this uh, this new series where we're talking about the property investing journey from start to finish. We did uh, we did stop off in planning town, and we've moved on a little bit into the you know the fringes of what you should buy. But I um, because this is my show and I make the rules, I'm actually going to go one step back again because I think this is the most important step, and that is creating a, a property investing plan. And, and I think creating a, a plan is the most important thing that you'll do in property investing. And I wanted to ask you about it. And also from the, the unique perspective of being female as well, not just yourself, but a lot of the clients that you work with. And the reason why I think that that's, that's important is because of the situation that um, especially middle to older age women find, find themselves later on in life. They tend to be... Um, less of a beneficiary of superannuation and those sorts of things with time out of the workforce. So um, thank you for dedicating your time today. Let's talk planning. Yeah, and no, thank you so much, Mike, for for uh, inviting me to speak because um, this is a real passion of mine, actually, to get the message out there as best I can that, you know, there are ways forward. And women in particular, as you just rightly stated, are really on the back foot when it comes to um, having enough super down the track and sadly the statistics at the moment are, are quite dire with you know a number of those women uh, retiring into poverty and so to try and you know get the message out there I think it's really important and first and foremost women all of us but women in particular need to have a plan as to what their investment journey is going to do for them basically so um, and I've just been mm. reading a few stats even as early as today about the, uh, it's a pretty hot topic in, in female world is the gender equality, um, disparity that we have. And it's widened to 14.2%. Now I'll start with the dire news and then I'll, I'll move on to the good news. So, you know, that means that good. a woman, <laughs> a woman working full time, will take home $265.50 a week less than their male counterparts. So that equates to $13,806 per annum. And in actual fact, wow. women need to work an extra 61 days to make up the difference. And a lot of women at that point go, well, what the heck can I do to make up that kind of mm. difference? And the plan is all the all essential part of what comes next. Mm -hmm. 
and and you know i think it's all the more important for 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 women especially in that situation or that have maybe been separated and have have spent time raising a family rather than you know working and putting money into super but it's equally important for everybody it's just maybe critically important um for for those sorts of people but you know the average property investor is still only owning one property, um, and and you know so you know seventy two percent of them. And and what percentage of those people do you think actually have a property plan when they begin investing? Do you think those numbers are linked? Maybe. Oh, look, I'm sure they are. And um, uh, interestingly enough, I was invited to um, be part of a a webinar for a young ladies group, and I'll mention their name because they're a pretty vibrant group of women. Uh, it's called the Ladies Finance Club. And on that webinar, we had just under 300 women and I posed that question to them. All right, tonight we're talking about property investing and how many of you have a plan or a strategy on what that might look like moving forward? And out of those numbers, there were probably, and I count, actually there weren't, there actually were nine women who had a plan moving forward. Wow. And out of the 300. It was staggering. And a lot of people don't even know what a strategy is. So what 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 do we actually mean when we talk about a plan and what when we talk about a strategy? Yeah, please. Yeah. So a lot of people think, oh, well, my plan will be that in the next five years I would like to own three properties, full stop, end of plan. Mm. And and that's a tiny step in the right direction towards the start of a plan. <laughs> so what we really need to be considering and what we go through, um, certainly with our clients, we take a much, much deeper dive into what the plan looks like. Now, we all know that we have to start with finance, but how do you know which broker is a good broker who is actually going to be able to get you those uh, three properties or help you towards funding the three properties that you want in the next five years? So that's and it becomes a bit of a funding game when you're going through the plan, right? Especially if you're trying to get to you know two, three, four, five properties. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So that finance. And the, the person, the professional you work with can be key to you actually achieving that goal. So, so for sorry, example, Julie. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, so mm. for example, if um, most people go after the lowest rate, they go, oh, you know, I've got to find the, the lowest possible rate that I can find interest rate so that I can, you know, get a really good deal. It may not be actually getting the, the best rate, it might be looking at the best strategy to get you those three properties. If you fix your loan for three years because they're giving your the bank's giving you a really good deal to fix, then you might be shooting yourself completely in the foot by being able to add more properties to the mix. So mm. part of the strategy certainly is that professional that you deal with that is going to get your finance for you. And then of course the rest of the strategy is well should I go negatively geared? Should I go positive cash flow? What is positive cash flow? How do I find that? I mean, there are many, many questions then that become part of that strategy that means that you're actually going to be hitting the property types in the locations at the right price points to be able to set up your property um, portfolio so that you can then buy the next property. 
I think what you're saying um, makes it clear that a strategy or a plan uh, is definitely unique to the individual because when you're talking about financing properties, your your income has a huge impact on that. But taking that example of the, the lady who said, you know, in a few years I want to own five properties or something like that, I mean, that's that's a that's a goal, right? And at least that's a target that you can kind of work with. Is that the basics for the beginning of a strategy is working out what the end result looks like and backfilling it? Yeah. I, I always say it's it's very much a reverse engineering um, scenario. Yes. Is it possible? It is possible if she's got the income to support the serviceability of a loan and the servicing of a loan. Um, yeah, but it's it's the very, very, very beginnings. There's so much more that has to sit within that plan to actually execute what it is that you're wanting to achieve. I want, to, uh, I want to share with you an Abraham Lincoln quote. He says, uh, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Um, it's an interesting point that the, the actual sort of outcome itself, a felled tree, is the, the smallest part of the time dedicated to that goal. And I think that's a good, um, it's a good metaphor for, for property. So if we're spending our first four hours sharpening the axe, what, what are some of the, what's some of the framework and, and some of the tips that you can give to, to creating that, that strategy? What are the little checkboxes we need to tick off along the way? Yeah, great, great, great question. Um, so first of all, we need to start with that goal, as you suggested. So in the next five years, I'd like to buy three properties. And then we need to get the finance person on board. We need to get the finance structured correctly so that it actually um, has a chance of happening. And then, of course, we need to make sure that we're going to be working with the right professionals. Otherwise, if we're trying to wing it and do it on our own, we don't know, for example, who would be um, a great conveyancer in the state that we want to buy in. Um, if you're going to buy interstate, and we're currently sitting in New South Wales, if you're going to be buying interstate, then you need to be able to access um, good quality conveyances around the country or in the state where you want to purchase so that that transaction can be done. Now, it's a bit like brokers. There are great brokers and there are very ordinary brokers. There are great conveyances and likewise there are quite ordinary conveyances. We need to make sure that that box is ticked, that we've got that professional um, in place for us um, and so and also, you know, doing the due, due diligence behind it is also part of the plan, making sure that we know all the questions that we need mm. to be asking of these professionals. Um, and, of course, the big one, I think it's huge, is actually making sure that um, we've got a great property manager in place at the end because there's, you know, if, if anything's going mm. to derail a property investment and your property investment um, outcome, it's going to be a really poor property manager. So making sure that the plan involves mm. all of those people is is really critical to the outcome and it and the reason why people get stuck at one property is because the plan is does just doesn't include all of the moving parts that it needs to in order to as i said before execute the outcome 
The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximize their claims and maximize their property education as well. Mm, Or indeed, there's no plan at all, (laughs) such as you obviously see. Um, I think a lot of investors go into the property investing game really just because they inherently know that working on their financial future is a good thing, right? So if they're saving money or they're investing, that's a good thing. And and I think property because, you know, it's tangible, it's a fairly well-proven way to grow your wealth over time. But without a plan in place, you can't really kind of measure your progress. So, you know, how important is it to have this plan and go, all right, well, this was the plan for my retirement. That's 15 years uh, away. I started this journey five years ago. I should be at X. Is that something that a, that a plan should consider? It should, certainly should consider how many more years you're, you're in the game and in the game of earning an income. So, the income obviously is the all important factor. Once you don't have an income, uh, you, you're not going to be getting any money from the bank. Um, so definitely um, it's about having all of those ducks lined up and making sure that, um, yeah, you're ready to go and then reverse engineering it. But traditionally what happens is people, sometimes they get a bit lost along the way. Things get in the way of their acquisition phase and so we find, you know, people might buy one property and then eight or ten years later go, oh, yeah, that's right, I was building a property portfolio and they've lost track of themselves. And, and it's very easy to do because there's lots, um, lots going on. I mean, at the moment, I think every man his dog is on realestate.com.au looking at properties for sale and um, mm-hmm. you know, buying them remotely and doing all kinds of crazy things. I'm getting a little bit off track here, but um, I guess it proves the point that um, if we're um, mindful of the cycles that properties go through, then we're going to be able to hold for the long term and to be able to build a really good, strong, successful portfolio, yes, takes the plan, yes, certainly takes action, and most importantly, it, it means that you've got to um, keep a laser-sharp focus on what it is that you're trying to achieve, first and foremost. Mm. And I think I, I think especially if you match the circumstance we talked about earlier as p- potentially not having a high income, and I, I think it's definitely easier to grow a p- portfolio if you're earning $300,000 a year, but it's certainly possible to do it a lot, lot less than that. Do you have some some stories of clients that you've worked um, with before that had sort of modest, modest incomes that have been able to, to self-fund their retirement, Julie? Most definitely. And, and um, I might add, um, just before we move on to that question, another key component of that plan is actually whether or not you're going to start paying down debt at some point. Because if you want income streams mm. in retirement, then you're going to need to be paying down the debt as you go. Um, there's two ways of doing it, pay down the debt or just acquire and then hope that you get enough um, cash flow and growth out of your properties to be to then be able to sell them down and access the, the funds. Um, 
But yeah, certainly I've got some um, very cool stories. Will we start with um, the worst case scenario first or do you want the best case scenario first? What would you like? I like to I like to finish on a high, so let's get down in the weeds with the worst one. With the worst one, oh, okay. So, and this has happened just yep. recently, where I had a client um, who she and her husband used to be on very very large six figure incomes each in the corporate world, and then and so they bought um, a portfolio over a period of three or four years. They bought four very heavily negatively geared properties outside of super and then they bought two negatively geared properties inside super fast forward um got completely fed up with their corporate jobs um he left the corporate world first started his own business and then about 12 months after that she followed suit and of course what happens when you ditch the corporate world and you pick up business is you really are probably going to struggle for cash flow unless you've got something you can step into that's got instant cash flow. Um, but usually it suffers for quite mm. a few years to come and you can't acquire any more. Um, and, of course, now in COVID, things have even got worse for them. So um, she reached out to me. She said, Julie, we are just hemorrhaging money. I just don't know what we're going to do. Um, and the first thing that I did was I put her in contact with one of my um what I call guru accountants. He he just is a whole other level, my guru accountant, and he helped them to strategically um, look at how they can start to unwind their mess um, and then uh, basically, yeah, my, I then pick up and we go and source those properties that are then going to fit them now and take them through to retirement. Um, interestingly enough, you know, Putting property negatively geared properties into self-managed super funds is never a good idea. For anyone who's listening, please, please, please get advice first and foremost when you're talking about super, always advice. But when you're talking about putting a property into it, it has to be the right kind. So um, we're about to unwind that mess for them and, and help them to sleep at night. Mm. So it's not a good story yet. It's not a good story yet. The, probably the best one I have in terms of being able to set yourself up for retirement was a single lady. This is um, about four years ago now. Um, and she bought um, three properties in the space of 15 months. And I've tallied up just last week. Um, they're all positive cash flow. So they're all paying themselves down. And she has um, just over $400,000 worth of equity in those three properties. So she's well on track to be able to, wow. um, yeah, to, to pay down not only the debt on one that is really high positive cash flow but to, you know, get the benefit in retirement. And she was a single lady, PAYG earner, uh, earning less than $100,000 a year. And um, because she took action, she's now in a great position. And she got advice as well and she, she had a really rock-solid plan. So, mm. yeah. Good, a good, good, good story to end on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. So to, to sort of to wrap us up, can you give us your top tips when it comes to creating a property investing plan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, have the strategy in place with all, all the moving parts considered. So all the things I mentioned before have to be considered before you start looking at property. 
most importantly. Um, have the right professionals engaged who are going to work on your team. Now, most people go by recommendation. Um, it's hard to know who's really good out there. Um, but, yeah, recommendation is one. I'd also, you know, reach out to people. Buyers agents may or may not divulge it. I will divulge it because I like to be able to put people on the right track. Um, you know, make sure that you've got all your um, bases covered with the right professionals and then don't t take your eyes off what your what your final outcome wants to be. Um, you know, what what's your goal? Um, and keep a laser sharp focus on exactly what it is that's going to help you to achieve that. Awesome. I think uh, if you're following those steps, you probably can't go wrong in your property investing journey. So thank you very much for sharing those today. And I'd encourage anyone uh, to go and listen to your episode 30 on Geared for Growth um, way back in June 2020, uh, where we talk a little bit more about your sort of personal background and history and do much more of a deep dive. But um, that was absolutely fantastic and educational for us, Julie. So thank you very much. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you.